I have one last thought on the like eldership piece, just because I think that it's like, um, I think it's easier for me to say what I'm saying about being an elder. And it's like, oh, well, I'm not saying, oh, just like get over. It's no big deal. I would say that what we aspire to be as an elder team is lead so sacrificially and so humbly in terms of like empowering others and the, and the cruciform life that Jesus descending is the example, uh, being last, not first. Our aspiration is that, uh, elders would almost be like invisible, like unknown people and that women and men and people who aren't in the room, uh, at all where would, would have this sense of they're being empowered and their gifts are coming alive and all of those things. And that we as an elders are spending most of our time praying and discerning and like, how can we go into those fires for the sake of other people? How can we see this person grow up in their gifts? Which is why women preaching is a topic that our elder team, I I think, we'll have to see when everyone's here, but I think, I know, has become a point of passion because we want to see every saint in our church not reach their full potential, but be used by the, the spirit in the way that they've been designed. Welcome back to the Soma podcast. We are talking through the, the biblical reality of preaching through the Old Testament, New Testament, talking about the theological implications for preaching and overall, this is a conversation where we as elders are making a shift and we wanted to spend time just sharing in a conversational way how we came to those conclusions theologically, as well as encouraging and admonishing the body in these different things. And so we as elders decided to use this format as a way to communicating these things in a way that's hopefully kind and patient but in no means is a us just talking to the church, don't talk back to us. We'd love to have more and more conversations around this, but we think this helps set a really good baseline besides handing out a bunch of papers and saying, this is what we believe. So we hope you enjoy this episode as we talk much more around the implications of preaching for our church and the individual disciple and just the power that we think preaching has in the lives of people. To go to go back to in theory the theme of the episode. Uh, uh-huh, yeah. Now now we sort of find ourselves in this place where we go. Okay, well then, what does it actually mean to preach according to biblical mm. principles? Like, what actually is? Yeah. What what would make preaching biblical? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think. Yeah. So where we are so far is preaching is like remembrance, retelling the story, uh, preaching is sharing the good news about Jesus publicly, the whole teaching segment around the the non-authoritative teaching that we saw in scriptures as teaching and explaining the scriptures uh, is just an important part, you know? So it's like that. Uh, I think the, the last key biblical component is that preaching um, is like a life, like influencing thing. And so you have, 
even that what we've quoted several times already, but like teaching people to obey Jesus, not just to know stuff about him, but to obey Jesus. And even most of Jesus's life that is preaching and proclaiming is his lived life in community with his disciples. The power of the early church is their lived life. Like Jesus or Peter preaches, 5,000 people are cut to the heart, converted, repent, believe, baptized. It's all really great. But what you see after, like, that's not the big explosion of the church. The big explosion of the church happens uh, later in Acts 2 when people are living life together, table to table, day to day, and it says numbers being added daily. So I think that preaching creates is both a reflection of community life and then like an empowerment forward in community life. And then preaching is like a reflective reflection of mission. Like this is what we're learning, how to say the gospel in our city kind of thing. Like, so it's a, but then it's also empowering forward into life in the mission. And so I think if you put all of those things together, uh, John Piper says, which is great because he's someone who disagrees with what I've been saying, but preaching is exaltation. And my dad gave me that quote. He's like, I think this, this is what you're talking about. But uh, and he, my dad has this cool slideshow. It's like cheesy music. And I know my dad's going to listen to this, but it's like cheesy music, which is random preachers and quotes on what preaching is. Uh, is really funny. That sounds really good. It's really cute. I kind of want to watch it right now. (laughs) Uh, But, and it's fun because you can see some serious definitions, but preaching for us, preaching is exaltation, meaning that preaching is the act of explaining the Bible publicly in such a way it results in worship, worship in the moment and worship in our daily lives. And so what is preaching in Soma? That's what it is. And I think that it's teaching the Bible publicly in such a way that it draws us to worship that every time you're sitting there and you say amen that's like you're responding in worship so hopefully you as the listener it's like uh your heart is being mysteriously warmed as jonathan wesley would say that you're like growing towards god and your your affections for god is growing um maybe you're confessing which is repentance like even in your heart you're like that's me oh my gosh that's me that leads then to adoration. It's like, but God is so kind, you know, and hope that's like the stuff that happens uh, in the moment. But then also we believe preaching is then into the life, the day-to-day, everyday life where it results in, yeah, faithful worship, like telling your neighbor, like this is who Jesus is and what he's done, just like Joanna and Mary and Salome, like he rose from the dead. And that's, that's preaching at a dinner table, not in a huge room, but uh, that's what we think preaching is, is worship. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, it's funny, even though I've done like the preaching cohort and I've really only preached twice now, there's so much that like having done it, I'm like, oh, that's what it is <laughs> versus what it looks like sometimes <laughs> from the outside. You assume a different set of mechanics or work or there's yeah. something different happening. But I think, uh, like you were saying earlier, there is this element of revealing yourself. It's your life that you lived out according to the gospel. 
is being revealed mm-hmm. when you preach, both like where you're faithful and where you're, you struggle, yeah. which is kind of incredible and beautiful yeah. that God actually uses both of those totally. things to empower preaching. I think that's kind of like when preaching feels like it's most, when when the speaker is raw in that way, like you, yeah. you kind of always know. Totally. And, you, and, and that sort of hits you differently too. Um, and then, like you said, that other element of like, oh, like you, you find, yeah, you find yourself being drawn to worship. Mm. And I think like the, the deep, like irony or the evidence that preaching is spirit empowered is like, you don't, you can't as a speaker somehow manifest that moment. There's not, you don't like design your you can't punch line your way mm-hmm. to an amen and amen is happening because the spirit is alive and at totally. work in the room with you and often like is doing things while you're talking out loud. You're like, I didn't even know totally. I was going to say it exactly that way or I hadn't even planned to go in that direction and now I'm here and totally. God is working. Totally. Right? Which is so exciting. Yeah. So wonderful. Yeah. And I think what a beautiful vision to embrace that everyone everyone can can tap into that right not yeah. that everyone is necessarily going to be called to preach totally uh yeah that's not some that is not the same thing like everything we just laid out there is really not the same thing as trying to make a doctrinal decision about which way right. church goes and i think that's totally. one of the reasons we can kind of have confidence in separating something like eldership and the authority of eldership from right what's occurring during the right. hour on totally yeah. and the, like i think that the way that we kind of combine those things is that we have elders and non-elders preach and and we believe that the non-elders are preaching in a delegated authority situation that it's like, oh, well, we've worked with them, we've seen their life, and we're we're actually, we're giving them the responsibility. We want them in their life, their story, and them working with us as elders. Like we, you know, we look at everybody's sermon before they preach it. They even preach it. You know, it's like- Super helpful. It's really helpful. Yeah. It's like helpful. And then it's also like this nice responsibility of delegation. And- but so we do all that with them and then like on sunday it's like yeah they're doing this on behalf of the the elders uh underneath the elders authority and that'd be the same for any non-elder to preach um male or female but i guess i just i'm thinking here i'm really excited hopefully i guess what this means is if you're not preaching you know like i never want to do that and that's not my gift i hope that people are hearing that there's still work for them. Like that's what preaching is. That's a big thing, you know, like to be reminded of who God is, to be called to obedience, to like experience worship. If that's a big deal, then it it definitely takes a community to do that and to experience it. So it's not just showing up on a Sunday morning to have preaching be done to you. <laughs> it's showing up to have preaching uh, be something that you participate in too. Like it's a participatory 
event that impacts the rest of life. And so, yeah, and I, and I do, and I think I, I've seen it. Like, I think I was, yeah, I was talking to my dad when we we're on vacation. It was pretty funny because he's, because my brothers were there too. And we were talking about my dad wants to start helping preachers, like in his retirement, like helping people preach because it's just such a slog sometimes, especially if like you're the only one and all of that. And, and I just basically was like, yeah, when I was in seminary, I thought preaching wasn't important because I did the math, you know, it's like 30 minutes, 45 minutes a week, you know, that's like 52 hours a year. That's not influence. Influence is day to day, you know, like that's not the real thing. But I think what I've seen is I've taken it more whole lot seriously. A lot of it's leaning into just like personal, like gifts and not putting down my own gifts and be like, oh, I'm gifted in this. I should do it more fully. But I just see like, it does make a big impact in people's lives in their faithfulness, their Mondays through Thursdays, and even how they're able to speak the gospel to each other in community. And I've seen like year over year, the people that miss that or the people that come but aren't present or the people that are not present and don't come like it has deep ramifications not just like the worship part does the communion part does all of it but you can even be present physically uh, but not be present spiritually of like god what are you trying to say and do yeah in my life how am i seeing you and that takes work as a listener or present but not submitted yeah right like totally you're you're maybe you're holding on to your silent objections as the different things that that sting you about scripture that that cause you to wrestle yeah are coming up but but rather than seeing those as an opportunity to i mean to me it's always like when you when you find yourself going there that's when you should dig in right right like, absolutely go totally. go examine god's word totally right like Follow, follow the impulse yeah. that makes you want to resist. Follow it into the word and see what the word totally tells you. Yeah. Right. Um, I think what, so I feel like, yeah, a lot of times what people are struggling with is it's like, well, instead we just, let's turn off the thing that brings me that discomfort because I don't know, maybe I'm afraid that I'm not going to like the answer or I've already made up my mind that like the, the document of the Bible is at best a partial answer to my question. And so why would I even go there for, for a, for a better answer or a fuller answer Totally. or, or even some sort of like deeper fear of like, well, like if I can't hold on to this as like a stronghold for my will, then I become submitted and I'm not really, I don't belong to myself anymore. Right. I think all those, those impulses are getting tried. And I think like you're saying at the beginning, that is one of the reasons that preaching is, is not something just done to you. We have a responsibility to Mm -hmm. receive it. Um, I would say especially to like act on it, right? Mm -hmm. To not just be hearers of the word, but doers. Um, Yeah, and I think that, I think this frames in a useful way 
why we do put an emphasis on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. why it is important to be present, and why there might be something transpiring there that's far more profound than sitting down to your freshman year lecture on a subject you just don't happen to know. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Which can also happen sometimes too. You know, yeah. maybe you're learning about passages for the first time, but like there's a lot more happening to you totally. as an engaged, uh, you know, an engaged member of a body yeah. versus a, you know, a passive audience mm-hmm. to a, an idea. Right. Um, yeah. Because I mean, it definitely... Coming and listening to preaching puts you in a really vulnerable place, especially now when everything is on demand, like all content we bring in is on demand or algorithmed up. So it's what we want. But then you go on Sunday and you sit down and it might not be what you want. Yeah. You're like, oh no, not this passage. Right. You know, (laughs) not this one, not this passage or, you know, like I thought about this a lot last week preaching on loving God with the mind. But it's like, what if you're coming in, like I struggle with this all week, like, but what if on Sunday, someone's coming is like, I'm just trying to like, piece my marriage together. Yeah, I'm just trying to like, not hate my children. I'm just trying right. to get up the energy and the courage to show up at work again on Monday. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we're gonna talk about learning, learning about God and his world, you know? And I think that that's hard, but I think there's, I guess, I, yeah. So I was nervous about that. And then I, I landed on this place of, well, this is this is what we prayed about should be taught on the Sunday. And it might not be what people want to hear today, but it'll be like in God's sovereignty, what they do need to hear. And maybe it's not for their moment right now, but it's for some moment to... 10 years from now, 10 days from now, or it's for them to know so that they can share that in a conversation with a friend or a neighbor or in community, even if it's like not their exact thing that they want. So, which is hard. Yeah. To come and submit. That's a powerful, powerful thing and be like, I'm going to listen to somebody else. Tell me. Yeah. Well, it's like, if you can't do that, how are you going to how are you going to submit to the words right. of Jesus that are talking to you in scripture? Totally. Cause it's a, uh, yeah, you're, you're in the same position. Right. Your way. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I've seen people be like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to do community, community group. I'm just going to do missional community and DNA. Cause those are the things. And then it's easier. I don't have to get my kids there and I don't have to wake up. But what I just see time and time again is like the, the authority of Jesus fades in people's lives. And then they're the only authority, even not like in a mean, sinister way, like the Joker or something, but more of like a sad, lonely way of like, oh, I actually need Jesus to like go before me and go beside me. And I need to submit my life to him. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should also note just because we're somehow we're in this topic now that... (laughs) Uh, it's so great. We're so off script, but in such a holy way, I feel. So I'm, I'm vibing with it. Uh, but like, there was like a period of time, like when I first had Thad, where it was like, I don't even know why I come on Sundays because I'm right running out of the room 
90% of the time to deal yeah. with a screaming, pooping baby. Mm-hmm. And like, I can, I, even in my desire to be present, I can't be present. For sure. And, and I think I just want to acknowledge, like, because we happen to have a lot of new babies <laughs> in the church right now, like, who knows, totally. you know, at some point in the future, someone may be in that spot, like, we're not saying that it can't be hard. It's oh, definitely oh. hard in those times. Oh. And 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 I have, yeah, like I've absolutely walked through a time where I was like, I honestly don't even know if I'm getting something most right. of the times that I'm coming because I physically right. cannot be in the room with the preaching. Right. That's okay too. It's not like you, we're not saying, therefore, go and fix your baby. <laughs> totally. Well, that's a weird thing is, what you were doing in all of those times is creating a rhythm for Thad so that two months from now or then you could sit in a service, you know? Uh, so, which isn't to say like, you have to like have your kid and you be there like every Sunday, every Sunday, but it does help bringing them there. You're like, oh, they're really struggling. They're really struggling. I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them. But you, they are learning that it's a safe place. And you're like weaning them into like the community vibe on Sunday, which it does. Like Mirella does babies because she likes to hold other people's babies. And she's she tells parents all the time. It's like, no, just keep dropping them off. They're going to cry and scream, but they're going to cry and scream less and less. And then one day you're going to be like, what? You know, like this kid loves it. Like I heard one parent, one mom once say like, I guess I got to go take him to my son's like least favorite place on earth. And it was like the kid's class, like the baby class. And now that kid is like so happy and jovial and just like loving, like he owns that class. And which I think, yeah, but that is what you were doing when you weren't getting anything, you know, and that is, that's actually... I'm not saying that's hard from experience because when my kids were little, it was, I was trying to preach. (laughs) You were in a different position. I was in a different position. You had a different set of challenges. Totally. Yeah. But I've, I've heard it's very hard. It it is. Yeah. yeah. And we can, yeah, exactly. We can now, (laughs) that is great. I, I love that you, um, yeah, it's a good reminder that, that God can still be, can still be working even in those times when it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and you shouldn't feel, I think the other thing too, is like, don't feel like there's something wrong with you. If it feels hard sometimes like that, totally, that's not the, that's not the message we're trying oh, yeah. to across here at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it is, there's a little bit of like pressing into what is hard and, and I think our thing, I praise God every week that our gatherings are not just preaching. It is the coming together of each group each community, each person seeing each other physically, that moment already is super powerful. Like, ah, I'm not alone here. And that's, that's good. Uh, and then like being led and worshiped by the people that lead us in worship do such a good job. And then, you know, preaching happens. We've talked about that communion, getting to respond getting to say goodbye to people, knowing that you'll see them again. And like, which is why it's sad when you say goodbye to people and you won't, but yeah, there's so much 
there. And I'm so glad that the gathering has so much more than just preaching. But yeah. I think we, be hard. we did a really good job of contextualizing where it fits. I think the the other thing that sort of follows from what I would describe as maybe this this healthier or a more uh, grounded view of preaching is as one not being like the sole the sole uh, purpose of a Sunday, but also like not being the sole expression of authority either. Um, the other thing that I think comes from that, and I think is a natural question for our church, is like, well, clearly preaching must not be the only way to edify a disciple. Like we believe we're doing disciple making in all of life. Like the disciple making is happening totally all the time, right? Or like even what you were <laughs> you said to your dad at one point, like, but isn't the life on life stuff where it's really happening? Right. 50 hours can't be that much. Totally. So why? That's like less than you sleep in a week. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I've never yeah. thought about it like that. Uh, why? I guess it begs the question: Why do we think it is important? Mm. Why preaching itself could be so important if it's just this one piece of this bigger puzzle? Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, maybe it's not like so. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I would say it is super important, but not, yeah, the only, yeah, not the only, but the Christian life is one that's like built together with all of these components. And I think in American, like entrepreneurial Christianity, everyone's trying to sell this component is the most important, like right now, spiritual disciplines is the most important. You know, practice the way. If you practice Sabbath is the most, that's all of Christianity hinges on this one thing. Or, but, but that's not the case. Like the, the Christian life is this whole tapestry or puzzle, like you said, with all of these different pieces and components that really rest and rely on each other like a, like a Jenga tower of, oh, like preaching is, preaching is really important. Like worship and singing, like, there's actually that all in the New Testament too. Like I've heard people, I don't like to sing. It's not my things, but it's, but it's what we'll do like in eternity. We're going to sit around the lamb that was sl like, looks slain. Like that's, so it's like a bloody lamb and we're going to just sing worthy is the lamb anyway, but <laughs> too many tangents that there's all of these pieces that are just really important to the Christian life and interact with one another and that's what's really beautiful i think about it is that it's which can be frustrating with people i'm hearing josh bowditch in my ear it's like ah it stinks that's so frustrating you know uh why can't i make it simple that's my josh impression but all in good love but i do i think that's what makes it beautiful that it's yeah the christian life is a really important part of the christian life is also funerals it's also baby showers. It's also classrooms in school. It's, you know, it's so many different, it's cleaning your house. It's doing hobbies. It's having friendship. I mean, there's so many different, really, really important components. I think uh, it, sometimes preaching has definitely gotten an outsized 
role, you know, which. Yeah, and we can talk about that. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. In the church that history yeah. episode. I'm excited for that one as well. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's why it's it probably the stakes are a little higher because anything that the church does that's corporate and all at once, the stakes are a little bit higher. Like if you say something that's not true, it just got multiplied 40 times. If you say something that's harmful, it just got multiplied 40 times in a way that it's not. So like I've had people, why don't we, if you overlook other people's sermons, are you overlooking how people share the gospel at work? Like, are you, how big of a control freak are you, Brad? And I'm a big control freak, but <laughs> the the difference would be, oh, but this is like to a lot of people. And so the the impact can be multiplied both for good and for for bad. And so that's probably why we as a church, we do spend a lot of time preparing sermons, working as a team to prepare sermons, um, working to equip preachers, seeing people's gifts magnified, you know, it's not the only way to edify the church, but it's definitely a way. Yeah. I, uh, I think one, one thing that is cool about this conversation is, um, we are, we are probably challenging people's context for preaching. Mm. Right. And I know like even, you know, going back to the very beginning of uh, episode one, this idea of like, oh, that preaching was also happening in the Old Testament, maybe in these ways that I didn't even identify right. as preaching. And I think I would say at the same time, hopefully what people are not hearing is uh, that we're, we're trying to move to a space of, of devaluing preaching or somehow um, making it less than what it was before. I think mm. that's certainly not what any of our discussions have been. Yeah. Like. It's some, somehow, okay, preaching is less important. So now it can belong mm. to a different set of people. Like that was not the uh, decision yeah. mechanism at all. Right. That's good. But wow. We are probably starting to click it into a context that may feel different than how your, ter- your church talked about preaching when you were growing up or kind of like mm-hmm. even messages you've just received from the culture of Christianity yeah. about the importance of preaching or what preaching is and defining the life mm-hmm. of the church. And um, yeah, and so I just wanted to kind of put it out there as we're wrapping That's up good. this episode, right? Like yeah. that the aim here is not to, not to deconstruct preaching or something totally. like that, right? Uh, but like many things that we do at some, I think we're very hungry to go back to the word mm-hmm. and the biblical definitions of things and then to re-examine our priors, which may be influenced by our cultural lens. Totally. What's our idea of authority or right. teaching or, or power, what, right. all these things, Absolutely. right? And, and sort of do the gradual hard work of taking those those cultural glasses off so that we can finally look yeah. at it unmediated and right. see it again biblically as it really is. So right. Maybe as just as we wrap up, any any last thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a really good yeah caution and clarification. 
Yeah, I agree with that so much. Yeah, that we're definitely not, we're trying not to devalue, we're definitely not devaluing preaching. We're just saying not all preaching is elder only authoritative preaching. And so there's a, it, it has incredible value when a non-elder is preaching or when I'm preaching on something that's not, you know, authoritative, like this is the doctrine shifting it. Most of my sermons are not that. So we're talking about those sermons too. Um, yeah, but that's a good call out. Yeah. I hope that people persevere to the end of this episode or however many of this gets cut into and that, um, that it's been edifying for people and encouraging for them. Yeah. Once again, thank you for listening. You can get more notes and references and resources in the notes on this podcast. Also love to talk through anything that's making you curious, making you concerned, making you excited. Would love to chat with you about that as leaders and people caring for this church. And you can look forward to the next episode, which is going to be about church history. How do we get to this point where our view or our experience of preaching is this experience of preaching. We'll talk through the early church. We'll talk through the middle ages. We'll talk through the reformation. We'll talk all the way up until today and reflect on the implications that that has for us as a people and how we can be people that cherish that background as well as people that can learn from it and not weigh our experience against the scriptures. So hope you continue on listening and love you Soma and we'll see you soon in daily life.